You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Inspiring women, bold vision, and powerful insights to help you use speaking to build a thriving business. This is Speaker Success Podcast, brought to you by Women Speakers Association. Now, for today's show. Welcome to another episode of Speaker Success Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen and creator of podcastingwithpurpose.com podcast training. Now, do you want to get more media exposure, but you're just unsure how? Well, stay tuned because today's guest, she's going to share some tips and strategies on how to get your story, how to get your brand, and of course, your business into the media. And joining me on today's show is Bonnie Bruderer. Bonnie, she is a film and a TV producer with over 700 television segments and the writer, director, producer of the documentary Influencer on the social media generation and the advertising industry. Now, she has a strong background in technology and media, and she started her career at companies like City Search, NBC Internet, Active Networks, and she learned firsthand how to build and how to sell emerging media. She's worked for two decades touring with some of the world's top personal media development or personal development gurus. And that includes Tony Robbins, Harvey Mackay, and so many others. Now, she founded Binge Networks, which is a multi-channel media network for creators and brands with syndication on 50 top ODT television networks. Now, on today's show, she's going to help us discover how to get media exposure, why media exposure is so important to us, no matter what our business or our brand is, as well as how to avoid the high fees and access that you need to get your content featured on major media outlets like Apple TV, Roku, Sony, and so much more. Welcome to the show, Bonnie. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. So many business owners and speakers really want to get their message out into media outlets and they write their press releases and they hear crickets. So it's so great that you're here to share some of the tips and strategies which you know that uh, you've implemented and, and I'm sure have gotten so much media exposure. So what are some of the things? Let's dive in firstly to some of the things that you see that we're doing and incorrect because sometimes it's a good place to start off there so that we can stop doing what we know is not not really going to help us get media exposure. What are some of the key things? You mentioned that people write a press release and that's really great as long as you get it in front of the right eyeballs. And I think that's the biggest mistake people make in media. They spend so much money producing something, whether it is a press release or a blog article or a video that goes up on YouTube or an audio podcast. However, if they don't get it in front of the right audience, the viewers or listeners, it really doesn't matter because mm-hmm. nobody sees it or the correct people don't see it. So I think it's so important for people to find the outlets, whether that be social media or be television or radio, that they can find the people that are looking for their kind of content. Yeah, I love that. So you talked to a, a number of different media outlets like podcasts, and we're very familiar with radio and TV. Are you finding there is a shift to where people are consuming the content uh, so that we need to be aware of that, look, there's so much exposure and engagement going on on one or more of these platforms that businesses may not really be tapping into. A hundred percent. I'm so glad you asked. So everybody's social media focused. And I don't know about you guys, but when I open my Facebook, 
it's just so cluttered. There's so much noise. I don't even click on anything because there's too much there. Everybody is doing live. Not that you shouldn't be doing that. It's a great medium, but it's not the only medium. And so there are these networks of television. Um, they're called OTT, over the top, or connected device television that have sometimes tens of millions, in the case of Roku and Apple, of subscribers, and then also some that have hundreds of millions of subscribers. One of our media distribution partners is Kachong out of China. It's the largest TV manufacturer. And so, you know, even with podcasting, that's all the rage right now. And we're on a podcast, so obviously you're listening. It works. Um, but the recent statistics and data show that only 44% of the population has listened to a podcast. Mm -hmm. So yes, arguably a huge number um, that translates into millions and millions of listeners, but where are the other 56%? Where mm -hmm. are those other digital consumers? And I think that's being forgotten about and people are so focused on either getting you know, their podcast, which again is great, or um, they're competing on these social medias like Facebook, like YouTube, like Twitter and Instagram that are so overcrowded. And so we really encourage people to check out these new markets that are so, I guess, dirt cheap, mm -hmm. if you want to say it that way, compared to the other options. Um, again, just because they're not as mainstream. They're mm -hmm. widely used, but they're not as mainstream and familiar to people. Yeah. So you mentioned a number of uh, those those networks or those media platforms. So let's talk about uh, well, Roku, and, and I'm assuming that they are more video focused, or are they also audio as well? How is the, the medium of, of the content delivery on across those platforms? Yeah, so Roku, if you guys are not familiar, it's a set-top box where basically you would purchase the box and then you can access television through that. Um, it is the number one video consumption site in the world. So you guys think about that for a minute. Google owns YouTube and Roku has surpassed Google as the number one consumption site. So this is big, this is a really big deal. And for the most part, people are consuming video, um, but with our network, Binge Networks TV, we've actually made a movement to be the syndication service for both video and podcast mm. on those platforms. So our technology actually will take a podcast file, whether you're with Stitcher or Libsyn or iTunes, automatically turn it into a video file, put your logo and a wave file on it and broadcast it in those networks. Because my belief is, you know, right now people are watching video, but I'm sure we've all gone to a dinner party or a friend's home where they just have the television on and radio is playing through it. Mm -hmm. And so that is the position we're taking in the market with podcasting is we're placing it in those same places again to reach those 60 Oh, my math is terrible. I think it's 64, <laughs> 44%. <laughs> anyway, yeah. between 60 and 70 people, that are percent of people that aren't already listening to podcasts. And then what's great is we introduce them. Mm -hmm. Then they can go back, subscribe to you, rate you, do all the things that are so important to podcasters. But again, just reaching a new medium that mm. is not already familiar with you. Yeah. And it's interesting that you should say that because I've heard that more than once where people are accessing, well, in, in this case, it was YouTube, but they weren't watching the video. It was actually minimized and they had the audio playing in the background whilst they were doing other activities. So it's a great way for us to repurpose content in the example that you gave us. So I'm assuming then that the people or the businesses who do have their channels uh, or their, their, their content are like hosts, so they're looking for guests, potential guests to feature on those shows. How uh, should we get in front of them? What's the best way to really cut through the noise 
to really have our message heard, stand out, so that we're invited to be a guest on, on some of these shows. What are some tips? Yeah, so I mean, the easiest thing to do is to just even Google or go to our site. We have um, over 50 podcast channels that are broadcast through our network and just look through and just see who is in your niche because every time I've been interviewed and I probably do four to five, sometimes even more interviews a week. And every single time the podcast hosts ask me, who else do you know? They're constantly voraciously hungry for good talent. So if you can really identify, you know, a list of 10, 20, 50, whatever your goals are, podcasters that are in your niche, all you need to do is reach out to them. And that's where social media becomes handy. You can Instagram them, you can Facebook them. I mean, it's fairly easy to get in touch with these people. And as long as it's quality, if you have something valuable to say and give, then my goodness, they're excited to have you. Yeah. And I think something you said earlier on, if we're sharing something in our pitch or some information that we want to share, it has to be valuable. We have to do a little bit of research as to what is the typical topic that this particular host is sharing, what is their audience, and can I relate my material and examples in a way that's going to be incredibly valuable. So that's all really important as well. Let's talk a little bit about why media exposure you're finding now is important to us because for some of us, we like podcasting because, I, and one of the things I say with audio podcasting, you never have a bad hair day. You don't have to worry yeah. because no one can see you. <laughs> Yet, of course, when we're talking about video, we get to see and hear uh, the guest. So what are some things that you're seeing uh, as far as results are concerned when people are being featured on, on some of these channels? Well, the funny thing is, okay, so I started as a cable talk show host, and I was shocked that every meeting I would go to, or I'd just be out in public in New York City, and the minute you say you're on television, people are just like, oh, here, take my small puppy, take my child. Like, it was like these doors would just open. They're rolling out the red carpet. And I'm like, yeah, it's a cable show that no one really watches. But, you know, they don't care. They hear the word television. It's instant credibility. It's instant visibility. Mm -hmm. And so that's a lot of what we're experiencing with our network is that people are, I mean, we've had shows that have been on our network that have been picked up by a major um, network. We've had guests like professional services. We have a um, a show called Top Docs, where it's a chiropractor and integrative medical specialist. And he has had patients from all across the world come and fly to see him through his show. Um, we've had people end up in major publications like USA Today, just from social media posts about the shows. So people really, again, with the visibility um, and just to be able, any meeting that you're in, or even if you're trying to get yourself booked on a podcast, mm -hmm. to be able to say, hey, I'm on Sony television, I'm on Roku, I'm on Apple. It's a huge echelon um, or a credibility booster because mm -hmm. people just aren't there yet, you yes. know, and it's very expensive and it's very you need access. You yes. can't just go to Sony and say, I would like my show on your network. I only can do that because I was a talk show host and producer. And so I, I figured out how the strategy works, but yes. the regular public can't just do that. So I think that that's the biggest thing we've seen is the credibility, the visibility, and then the um, utilizing media. Every single time you do media, and media is what we're doing right now, mm -hmm. podcasting. Media is television, media is social media every single thing you put out there don't just get in your car it kills me when i turn on facebook and people are like driving in the car and they're doing their little two minute clip it's like nobody cares sorry like we would prefer you to have your eyes on the road yes. in my opinion and so 
be conscious and creative when you're doing any type of media outreach because it all represents you and your brand. So every single thing you need to do, you need to make sure you can tie it back to what you're trying to accomplish, whether that's a call to action, whether that's just putting value out into the market and Mm -hmm. then asking for something later on. But be clear and have a strategy. Yeah, so important. In fact, I wrote about that recently on LinkedIn and it was interesting to see the comments that uh, that was generated through that post and it was around, you know, sharing stories. We know how important it is to share a story. But if it's only focused on me, 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 oh, and by the way, me, and not relevant or valuable, the insights, the learnings uh, for our audience, then it just becomes noise and no one is going to, to listen. So that's really important then. We need to focus on what is my message, what's my story, and how is it going to be quite unique and valuable to the audience. If you think about some of the stories that you've heard and seen on, on some of the, the channels, what are some of the ones that really stand out that you can continue to talk about? Because un- once we define what that is for us and we start to share that, people will hear about it and then often will reach out, oh, I want you to share that story on my platform. So what are some examples? Do, do any come to mind? Yeah, you know what? They're the Me Too stories. And I don't mean anything related to the like hashtag Me Too. It's more that you watch the content and you're like, oh my gosh, Me Too. Like I have that or I, I want to do that or I can do that because you told me that I could. And so I feel like when people are authentically sharing, it doesn't matter what the topic is. I could be talking about a baby kitten, and that could be equally as compelling as how to get, you know, a seven-figure income as a professional speaker. Mm -hmm. And both are equally as valuable to somebody. But if you're authentically sharing your message and you're doing it in a way where you're, you're not trying to get something, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to really give something to people and share, Mm -hmm. and it may be your story and that's okay. Um, but you have to do it from that perspective of you want that viewer to go, oh my gosh, me too, I want that, or I can do that. And I think that is the mistake to your point that so many people make. So many people are like, well, I, whatever. And it just, it turns you off instantly. At least for me, I'm just like next, 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 because, you know, I want to see, I want to see results. I want to see action. I want to see, you know, Oprah giving cars to people all around the world Mm -hmm. and, um, I think that's really important and it's very much missed. Yes. I think um, as you're, you're sharing that with us, one of the things that comes to mind is, you know, what experience or what feeling are you going to leave people uh, with? Are they going to be inspired from this? Is this going to empower them to give forward? Whatever that, that might be. And so when you're starting to then reach out to some of these podcast hosts and, and, and television hosts as well, in your storyline or in the information that you send to them, because typically it would be an email first, unless of course they've got instructions on this is what you're required to do to reach out to the host. Are there things that you've seen that are done within that press release or within that email that will really help stand out, you know, have that information that we're sharing stand out so that we do cut through the noise? Because I'm sure that some of those hosts get hundreds of emails and requests to come on their show. So how do we stand out? Yeah, the first thing, I mean, it goes back to the V word, value. You have to provide something valuable. So don't have your standard pitch letter and send it to 150 people, hoping that five get back to you and you get booked on shows. Spend your time and research. Understand what's important to that person. Understand what they need find relevant news stories that relate to that in the market. And then, you know, have something catchy. It is marketing. So have a catchy subject line, time sensitive, 
you know, whatever it is, whatever relates to um, your particular pitch, but in there, customize it. Let them know that you've researched them. Hey, I saw that you love, you know, white orchids and mm. I saw this interesting blah, blah, blah. You know, and you tell them the story and then they know, oh my gosh, this person did some research. Um, find out how they want to be contacted. There is a variety of ways these days to contact people. And there's some journalists, even on top sites like Mashable and um, Vice and things like that. And they'll tell you, look, I only do Twitter. Like, mm. I don't even know, is that direct message or tweet me, whatever <laughs> the case is. But figure out what that is. Um, because for me, you know, I get over 500 emails a day and we get pitched every single day for new show ideas. And we have a system for that. We have a team for that. But if something gets through and it really resonates, um, it is, I'll click on it. And, I'll, and people are always shocked. They're like, I can't believe that you, know, you answered the phone or I can't believe you're answering customer service emails. I'm like, but it's my company. I want to, you know, if it's interesting to me, I'm going to take the time to stop what I'm doing and do that. Yeah. So really get to know your um, host. There are people, they're, you're a person. Mm. Like, I should know what's important to you. What did you do this weekend? Spend five minutes on their Facebook. It's not difficult. And then and be genuine about it. Don't just do that to say, like, I know you got new glasses. You know, well, like, whatever the case is, it's not that. But talk about how, oh, my gosh, I love, you know, I love that color. I love the room. It's so great. And, and then you're creating a relationship, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. And with media, too, it's a relationship with your audience. And mm -hmm. I think people forget that. They're so concerned about communicating their message, buy my book, book me to speak, when it's just easier to sit back communicate to these people that are listening or viewing because they're people. Yeah, I love that. Something else that um, I would love to ask you, and this is around resonance of information, if you will, if that's the right term. So if you're thinking of approaching a, a host who's doing a video show, I think one of the most important things is going to be, you know, where are we located? Because often uh, the host and the guest may not necessarily be in the same place, so there's not like a, a studio. So if we were to record something sharp and, and valuable, of course, about what we want to to share, maybe creating a video where we can actually see that the backdrop is professional, we come across professionally in the way that we're presenting. Because these are all things that we, if we put our mind or, or our shoes, if you will, our, our feet in the shoes of the host, this is some of the things that they're going to be looking for and listening for as well. Are they kind of some of the things that would stand out as well? If we were to put together in the case of, say, a TV uh, interview or a video interview, to have that considered? and part of how we then present and, and approach the host. Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up. So this is a little bit different, but the same. So we're interviewing for multiple positions at our company right now. And one is a sales role. And we get hundreds of resumes, you know, through Indeed. And I've had a couple that stop and they present a video. They provide a video. They took the time. They edit it. They did it properly. And again, it puts them at the top of the line. Hello, we're a video company. We're a TV distribution company. So like, think about it. Think about what you're doing. And then also be helpful. Like producers have so much to do. My poor team, I mean, they're just like smoke is coming out of their computer half the day. So if you can have their job become easier, mm -hmm. it's so much better. And what I mean by that specifically is, you know, do your homework, get in there with the right approach. And then when they need something, be ready, like have your bio ready, have your headshots ready, have examples. Um, I got myself booked on the Rachel Ray show with Dr. Phil last year because a producer called and I was out and about, you know, and they probably called dozens of people for each segment. Mm -hmm. And I was like, absolutely. I can be there. Here's my media kit. Here's 10 choices of headshots. Here's answers to my questions. Here's subjects we can discuss. 
And boom, I was booked and I did a segment with Dr. Phil yes. in a pizza shop, which is amazing, but it was because I was prepared. Mm. You know, I didn't know she was going to call that day, but I'm always prepared. You know, I call it Oprah ready, like yeah. be ready enough. So it, it, again, it, Oprah's not on the air. I know that. But if she was still in the air, be ready that when she calls, you can jump on the next plane and be there. Have your nails done, have your outfit packed. And it goes for, you know, media and having all of your assets ready too. Yeah, I love that. Such a great reminder. Now let's talk about how we can avoid the high fees and access that we need to get our content featured on major media outlets. We've spoken already about Apple TV, Roku, Sony, and, and more as well. What are some things we need to know around this? Yeah, I mean, well, that's that's the industry that we're in. We built a technology that syndicates video and podcast content on 50 of those television outlets. And so we can do it at literally pennies of what it would cost to go station by station by station. So that's the first thing. Check out bingechannels.com. Um, secondly, look for sources that are looking for content like yours. Um, there's great sites. I'm sure you're all familiar with Medium with Thrive Global, which is Ariana Huffington's new um, movement. And you can actually get your podcasts, get your video content featured on there and reach a really, really large audience. So, you know, firstly, check us out if you're looking to really take it to the next level. And then also just look for those sites that are in need of content like yours. Mm. And again, make it valuable. Mm -hmm. You know, it's nine like about thems and then one hey by the way if you want to get my book you can get it here and get even more value yes i think if we go from the, the approach we've heard this all before give value first value 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 then the rest will always come later because of the fact that as you said so beautifully earlier on it's all about building that credibility getting the content out there of course and as you continue to build that consistently in everything that you do, that is when people start to, to really take a step back and look at that person is, is really uh, providing such incredible value to her audience. Let's, let's get her then uh, onto the show. So if, I, if I'm assuming correctly, so some of those major networks then, they may not necessarily have a connect with us here um, if, if you want to showcase some of your content. So if they don't have something there, we can still approach them then and, and see if they're looking for additional content. What's the best way to do that then? Are there specific editors or producers that we should keep a, an eye out for? Absolutely. And again, it goes, do the person's work for them. Like figure out, spend a few minutes thinking about, think about my day. Like I'm the CEO of a busy media company. I have tons of employees. I walk in in the morning. It's just rapid fire for 12 to 15 hours. If someone were to approach me and be like, hey, I just designed this incredible, you know, web series on XYZ and it was going to add value to my life or our network. Oh my gosh, in a heartbeat, I would stop again, listen and, and broadcast. And so think about how you can make these people's lives easier. Think mm -hmm. about something that you saw, an article that they wrote about, um, you know, research a, an editor's last five articles and figure out, okay, what's the trend here? What are they looking for? And then put something together, whether it's a video montage or, I mean, there's so many great apps these days and editing tools that you can get most even for free. And so really just figure out how can I make their job easier? Mm -hmm. Like how can I, and by doing that, you're going to access their, you know, their very influential audience. Yes. Love so, that. um, so that's the biggest thing I think. Mm -hmm. And, and also being consistent, like sometimes you don't get it right away and you don't get, you don't get that hook. You don't get that pitch, but consistently follow up, build that relationship 
follow them on their social medias. You know, they get a new puppy. Oh my gosh, you send some dog biscuits. Like just do relationships the way that you would do them any other way without with the goal of getting something, but not the expectation. Yes, love that. So I, I, one of the questions that I love specifically for people working in the media space that you are in is if we look um, ahead, maybe two years, and I mean, this is an inter industry that consistently continues to, to evolve. Are there certain things that you're, you are almost predicting or you see a trend going towards that if we look you know, backwards, we can think, wow, where, where are we going and how far have we come? What are some trends that you are seeing that we need to be mindful of uh, considering that we're, we're speaking and we want to get our message out there to really impact the world in a bigger way? Absolutely. A hundred percent OTT and connected device television. Three years ago as a cable talk show host with a primetime spot in New York City, I was in France and I was in Cannes listening to all the top television executives from Disney, ABC, Fox, CBS, and they were all in a panic. They were all saying, TV is dying. We don't know what's coming next. We think it's OTT and connected device television. Three years later, so I, of course, listened and I was like, well, okay, I don't have any other choice. And I went 100% and developed this company. Three years later, they were absolutely accurate. And so we have only started to see the scratch of the surface. Um, I equate it to the internet industry back in like the late 90s when people maybe had heard of a website, but they didn't have one. There was no Facebook, there was no Google, there was no Instagram. But this industry is so powerful. And the reason it's so powerful is it lean back, okay, where we're, if we're on social media, we're on other sources, it's lean forward, it's engaging, but lean back is where people are in their homes and that's where you can reach them. Um, and there are, I mean, I think it's nine out of 10 homes now have a smart TV or a connected device television. So this is big, you guys, and people aren't talking about it yet. We were the first big company, you know, we were first kind of in on the scene doing what we're doing and we're the largest with distribution in the world right now. And so... It's really something to watch um, because it's it's just remarkable what's happening in that industry and the trends and, and the, uh, the value of the viewer. Yeah, I so have to agree because if I think of our consumption, we rarely watch TV now. And this is where they tell us what time the program is being featured. Plus, of course, a lot of the ads too. It's a lot of clutter and noise. And so we're watching things like Netflix and other, which is on demand and material yeah. we want to watch when we want to watch it and for how long we want to yeah. watch it. And I think as consumers, but also business owners who really want to continue to get our message out into the world, we need to be mindful of where is our ideal clients? Where are they hanging out? What are they consuming? Can I provide information in a way that maybe has me stepping out of my comfort zone if they're watching shorter, you know, more concise videos, then maybe I need to get into that uh, realm and, and that media as, as well. And I think one of the one of the benefits of us being small businesses, we don't have a large um, co you know, committees that we need to go through to give our permission. Can we do this? We can swap and change. You know, we just need to make a decision yeah. that uh, this is right for us. So share a little bit more, if you will, Bonnie. And how can people connect with you? What's the best way for them to find out more about OTT and the great work you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're interested in having a channel, um, you can go to bingechannels.com and apply for one there. And again, just 
to kind of simplify it, you mentioned Netflix. That's what we do. We're Netflix for the everyday person, but we also are, and we also broadcast on 50 different television networks. So we take your video or podcast, we put it on Sony, on Apple, on Roku, on Samsung, um, all over the world. And then if you're interested in watching our great shows, go to bingenetworks.tv. We have over 200 channels and thousands of shows uh, with really great content with people like yourself. Well, you'll see. We do have yourself. <laughs> so um, there's really great people on there. And so, um, yeah, it's really, really fun. And every day we get new channels on board and we're getting traction all over the world. So I really invite you all to check it out and to really, you know, take that step. And to your point, you really just have to kind of decide I'm ready to take it to the next level. Mm. Um, we are living in a, I'm so excited about the technology because previously for any of us as businesses to have our message heard on such incredible platforms would have cost millions of dollars. You know, oh, as yeah. we know, tens of thousands for just a couple of seconds, you know, on, on what we would know as traditional TV and even radio. And now we have this incredible technology where we can create our own shows and platforms such as yourselves who've got the audience to say, hey, we need the great content. And I think as business owners, everything that we said today about having such a clear message that's of value that we know is going to make a, lot, a difference in the lives of people who are listening and watching, then I think we do them a disservice by not getting out there and sharing our message. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm excited. I love listening and, and learning about all of these new technologies because the world is such a smaller place. We really can have our message heard on a global scale and meet incredible people who are doing you know, incredible work as well. And they may be someone that we feature on our show too. So thank you so much for the work that you're doing and, and the message you continue to share as well. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. And thank you everybody for listening. You've been listening to Speaker Success Podcast, brought to you by Women Speakers Association. If you're ready to share your message in a bigger way so you can build a thriving business, get your free speaker success plan at speakersuccessgift.com.